an otter a caveman, but always the stories ended the same way. Just as the situation became impossible, as the danger became too threatening, or the excitement became too much to bear, he spotted a small white door. He opened it, and magically there he was, back in bed. Tyler loved the ritual. He loved it so much that he didn't tell his father that he made up his own stories, and that some of these scared him. There was one that scared him more than all the others. Jingo was lying down on a bed, and he couldn't move, and people were around, grown-ups who whispered and were worried. Everything was white. And then he felt himself rising up and leaving his own body, except that the other people didn't notice it. And when he reached the ceiling, he looked down, and he saw himself lying there with the people crowding around him, and at last he spotted the emergency door. But it wasn't white. It was dark, grayish or almost black. And he knew that whatever was on the other side was the most frightening thing in the world. He knew he shouldn't open it, but he couldn't help himself. He put his hand on the knob and began to turn it. And suddenly he heard an awful sound, a loud, roaring, frightening sound, as if the whole room was collapsing behind him and everything was being sucked out through the narrow opening, and the door began to open wider and wider. At that moment, something always happened. He gave a start, or if he had been sleeping, he awoke quickly, just in time. And so he never saw what was on the other side of the door, except that he knew deep down that it was horrible. Tyler tried to think of other things. His mother was away. That was bad. It filled him with emptiness. Still, the thought of a plane excited him. He had been on a plane last year, flying to Florida. He blushed when he remembered how scared he had been when his father told him they were flying, because he didn't know how to fly, and how when the suitcases were brought to the hall, he had hidden behind the couch. Then his mother found him, and when he finally admitted the reason for his fear, his father laughed, and Tyler felt ashamed. But she hugged him so tightly it almost hurt. She wrapped her hands around his face with her palms holding his cheeks and kissed the hot tears that streamed down them. And he smelled her smell, that indescribable fragrance that always shot him in the heart because it meant that everything was fine. It was all going to be all right, because she was right there with him. The plane, it turned out, had been fun. Crayons and coloring books, white cotton clouds out the window as far as he could see, and the pilot in a crisp uniform walking down the aisle and putting a hand on his shoulder. Tyler was an only child, but he didn't feel lonely. His world was a snug, clabbered house and trim backyard in Westport, Connecticut, and he peopled it with all kinds of imaginary creatures. A wall in his room contained shelves that were piled high with toys. His dresser had decals of Disney characters. Outside, underneath a bush that hugged the house, in a space where he alone could fit, he had created a miniature town. He cut roads in the earth with the heel of his hand, stacked twigs as woodpiles next to the doors of the small houses his father made, and sometimes maneuvered the metal matchbox cars into sensational wrecks. He loved climbing trees, especially a friendly old pine tree in the center of the yard, and sitting high on the swooping branches, watching the neighborhood and swaying in the breeze. Then there was school, and the friends he had already made. Johnny, tall, scrawny with a perpetually runny nose, 
Tim and Craig, the red-headed twins, and Lovett, a quiet boy who had a comic book collection two feet high. Tyler was striking-looking, with his olive complexion and shock of dark hair and bright, burning eyes under long black lashes. At recess, quick to devise games and fleet as a jackrabbit, he was at the center of things. Other children took to him, fell naturally under his spell. Mrs. Spangler, the first-grade teacher, often called upon him to read the words in large print under the pictures splashed in color. His life, if he had ever stopped to think about it in such terms, was perfect, except for the nights, the horrible nights. Tyler pulled the blanket up again and flopped over onto his stomach. His face sank into the pillow so that it was hard to breathe. He bunched the pillow under his right cheek. He could hear his father puttering around in the bedroom next door and a snatch of music. That made him feel better, less alone.